Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 Israeli Special Forces, backed by additional IDF troops, entered Gaza City's Shifa Al-Shifa Hospital overnight on Tuesday, November 14th, into Wednesday morning, November 15th, to carry out, quote, a precise and targeted operation against Hamas terror infrastructure at the site. The IDF found weapons and Hamas assets inside. At least five Hamas gunmen were killed by troops during a gun battle outside the hospital. No IDF soldiers were hurt, Baruch Hashem. A senior military official speaking on condition of anonymity later said soldiers had found, quote, concrete evidence of Hamas's use of the hospital as a military facility. He said the IDF would publicize portions of what had been found inside. The Times of Israel was told there had been, quote, no friction between troops and patients and medical staff. Incubators for newborns, baby food, and medical supplies were brought by IDF tanks from Israel and delivered to Al-Shifa, the military said. Medical teams and Arabic-speaking soldiers were on the ground to ensure that the supplies reached those in need and that civilians were kept out of harm's way as best as they could be. News agency AFP cited a source inside the hospital reporting that IDF forces raced through the corridors and fired warning shots as they moved from room to room looking for gunmen. The army did not confirm the report. However, the BBC, citing a local journalist identified only as Kader at the hospital, reported that there was no shooting and soldiers were going from room to room questioning people. He said the soldiers were accompanied by medics and Arabic speakers and they acted professionally and cordially. He also said that the IDF was, quote, in complete control and there was no shooting taking place. Later, he reported that the IDF soldiers asked all men between the ages of 16 and 40 to leave the hospital buildings except the surgical and emergency departments and go to the hospital courtyard. Soldiers had to fire in the air to get people to comply, he said. He also claimed that soldiers installed a scanning and sensing device and asked the men to pass through it. The IDF has said the hospital serves as cover for the terror group's fortified underground command center, though it is unclear what or who remains there since the military launched its ground offensive in northern Gaza. Hamas leadership is thought to have largely moved to the Strip's south. Witnesses have described conditions inside the hospital as dire, with medical procedures being performed without anesthetic, families with scant food or water living, or water living in corridors, and the stench of decomposing corpses filling the air. The IDF stressed that the military was, quote, not overrunning the hospital, asserting that troops were conducting a focused operation in a defined area of the hospital. Though Israel believes some of the 240 hostages captured by Gaza terrorists were housed at the hospital at one time, there is no indication of hostages currently being held there. However, the IDF believes the operation may bring intelligence and information on the captives. The United Nations condemned the operation and said it was, quote, appalled over the IDF operation. UN Humanitarian Chief Martin Griffiths wrote that, quote, the protection of newborns, patients, medical staff, and all civilians must override all other concerns. Hospitals are not battlegrounds. The IDF has been urging the hospital to evacuate since the start of the war, but Hamas health authorities have refused. Israel has also tried to coordinate the evacuation of the more seriously wounded patients and premature babies, but were stopped by Hamas. In recent days, as Israeli forces closed in on the compound amid gunfights with gunmen, thousands of the displaced people who had taken shelter in the hospital grounds took advantage of daily safe routes to evacuate to southern Gaza. Many patients who were able to also left, as did some medical staff. 
Additionally, the March for Israel rally, which took place on Tuesday, November 14th in Washington, D.C., had close to 300,000 participants. GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley remarked how amazing it was that close to 300,000 people marched in D.C. in support of Israel and against anti-Semitism, and no one was assaulted, nothing was vandalized, no one was hiding behind masks, and lots of American flags can be seen. A stark contrast to the many pro-Hamas protesters and rallies. There is a fight between good and evil, and good will prevail, she said. As one D.C. police officer remarked, I got a career's worth of thank yous in one shift today. Also, hundreds of Jewish people traveling from Detroit to the rally in D.C. never made it after their bus drivers who were hired to take them from the airport to the rally refused to drive them, claiming they were quote-unquote sick. About two and a half hours after landing in D.C. from Detroit, rumors started going around the plane that there was an ongoing walkout of the bus drivers who worked for the company that the Jewish Federation of Detroit hired to drive them into the city for the rally. One of the passengers said that a representative from the Federation got on the plane speaker and told them that there were bus drivers who were refusing to pick them up from Dulles International Airport and take them into the city. They briefly got off the plane and boarded, and boarded three buses for about 15 minutes, after which they were told to get back onto the tarmac because the buses were not meant for them. An, an owner of a bus company that did show up to pick up some in the group said that her company was contacted by a broker and thinks that the broker hired is at fault for the mishap. She believes the broker is making an excuse for failing to contract enough buses to get the people to the rally. The Jewish Federation of Detroit did not immediately respond to requests for comment, but posted to Facebook that they were deeply proud of their participation in the March for Israel rally and that over 900 Detroiters traveled to Washington, D.C. and stood in solidarity for Israel against anti-Semitism and for the release of the hostages in Gaza. Number 2. President Joe Biden is set to strike a deal with China that would limit the use of artificial intelligence in nuclear weapons. Biden is set to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping on Wednesday, November 15th at the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, the APEC Summit, in San Francisco, California, where the two leaders are expected to also sign an agreement to limit AI's use in military applications. The deal comes as the two countries have frequently found themselves at odds, with tensions continuing to flare over issues that include China's spying activities in the U.S., and its continued military buildup in the South China Sea. But the deal comes at the same time as many have warned about the growing implications of allowing unfettered AI use in combat, a new reality that has led to growing ethical concerns. Both China and the US have raced to integrate the use of AI into the military as the technology continues to rapidly advance, paving the way for applications that would be useful in combat. But both countries have also seemingly realized the danger in allowing AI's unfettered use with the two sides both being party to an agreement earlier this year that endorsed the responsible use of AI in the military. Number 3 A report to British authorities alleges that the Gaza manager for Global Relief Trust is a Hamas official who was on the ground at the Al-Akhli hospital incident where a PIJ rocket misfired and landed in the parking lot. Major networks had claimed that Israel bombed the hospital, leaving 500 Palestinians dead, but that claim was refuted and proven to be false. Ahmed Yusuf Alo was re revealed to be one of the Hamas medical officials that was falsely reporting of mass, mass casualties caused by Israel. The open source intelligence, the OSINT investigation by Nasher Jew, showed the extent of Alo's role in the Hamas propaganda machine as operations and emergency director with the rank of lieutenant colonel. In addition to being a lieutenant colonel in Hamas's military medical services, 
Allo was featured prominently on social media as a Gaza-based manager for the multi-million dollar UK-based Global Relief Trust, the GRT charity. The UK and several other countries have designated both the military and civilian wings of Hamas as a terrorist organization. As such, financial su financially supporting it would be a criminal offense. After the OSINT investigation by Nasser Jew was sent to British law enforcement and the relevant authorities, the posts representing Allo as holding both positions in Gaza were deleted from his own Facebook and the official page of the General Directorate of Military Medical Services in Gaza. Asked for comment, the UK Charity Commission told the Jewish Chronicle, the JC, it was, quote, aware of the concerns reported about the Global Relief Trust and are assessing the information to, to determine if there is a role for the Commission and any next steps. The UK-based charity Global Relief Trust is active in many countries and territories, including Bangladesh, Yemen, Burundi, Syria, Lebanon, Pakistan, Kashmir, and Gaza. In the 2021 fiscal year, it had 15 employees, 30 volunteers, with an income of over $8.5 million. The charity has significant ongoing projects in the Gaza Strip and has reportedly donated ambulances and fire engines. The IDF has revealed that Hamas's use of ambulances as part of its military strategy to shuttle fighters and equipment is undoubted. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio and have a great day.